0: Hey, it's Amy with with intuitivecoachingwithamy.com and we are continuing my series, a masterclass in limiting beliefs for creative professionals. In case you're new to my program, I'm an intuitive and a coach. I help people build businesses and careers of their dreams. If you are ready to go to the next level, I would love to support you. Information on my services can be found at intuitivecoachingwithamy.com pay extra close attention to the Elevate Intuitive Coaching Package and the Massive Result Intuitive Coaching Package. Okay, so we're continuing looking at limiting beliefs that get in the way of creative professionals doing what they want to do in their work, in their career. I think it's important to talk about the energy of limiting beliefs before I continue. Limiting beliefs... The energy within these beliefs, that energy is what combats all of your positive, juicy, I'm so excited, life is so good, I love my work energy. And at times, limiting beliefs, if they're not cleared, can completely overpower all of our good vibe energy because we're holding so tightly to that belief. We don't see our opportunities when we're in limiting beliefs. We don't take action when we're in limiting beliefs and we definitely don't ask for the money that we want when we're in limiting beliefs. So as we continue, think about the energy behind these statements and how that energy might be getting in the way of you showing up in the world in the way that you want and having the career that you want. And most importantly, having the income that you want. Because I know as a creative person and even as a spiritual worker, I'm going to show up. (laughs) I'm going to show up no matter what. I'm going to do this stuff. I'm going to read energy. I'm, I'm going to think about characters and write little stories in my mind and that, ultimately make it to the page and then get edited and released. And it's so much better when it comes to the bottom line, when I'm not holding these beliefs, I, I see my path. I see everything that I want in my reality. And so it's so important to look at what you're thinking But more so, what you're believing that leads to what you're thinking, which leads to what you're feeling, which leads to the actions that you take. So let's continue. Next limiting belief on the list, if I become a successful person, people will resent me. Not necessarily, and even if they do, just decide that those people aren't available to you. You don't feel their energy. You don't recognize them. You don't even notice them. They don't show up in your world. And in holding this belief, I think what's tricky here, because we are magnetic beings, if you're holding the energy of this belief, which essentially is success equals resentment, success equals resentment. If you're holding that, then every time you go to your next level, there's going to be resentment that shows up, whether it be within you or outside of you. So just decide that. The, your success and resentment do not go together. Does that make sense? We, we attach a lot of energies together. So there's the energy of success and there's the energy of resentment and they don't ever need to cross paths and you don't need to have the energy of resentment in your life. Next belief. I only like to create. I don't like to think about the money. Well, this is a silly belief. if you are a professional creative, if you only like to create and you have no intention in being professional, stay there, do your thing, have fun. That's called a hobby. But no matter what, you're going to have to think about the money on some level. Everybody who's doing their work professionally, has to think about the money. Not not just creatives, but anyone in any profession, right? We do the work and then we get paid, right? Or we we show up and we get paid, or you get paid beforehand and you do the work, right? And, and it's a pretty um, beautiful exchange. And so when you don't like the money, you are missing out on the magic of the exchange. You're missing out on being a professional, really. So decide that you do like the money or you're willing to like it enough so that you can live the life you want to live because we live in a world where everything costs money. It just does. And life is much better with money. Next limiting belief. I don't deserve to make a lot of money as a creative. Hmm. Well, this goes back to, if you've been listening to the series, I have a very strong belief that deserving and worthy and not enoughness or enoughness, those are just decisions. And so when it comes to this living living belief that you don't deserve to make a lot of money as a creative, you have to sit with it and say, of course I deserve it period you have to just decide it in your all of your body in all of your being I deserve to make a lot of money period no matter what I'm doing because the world costs money <laughs> I can't say that enough and it's better with lots of it it gives you a lot more options it gives you a lot more freedom it gives you um, so much more peace of mind so just decide you deserve money period and you deserve lots of it, period, no matter what you do. But especially as a creative, because it's going back to that perspective that all creatives are broke. No, they're not. And so don't let this hold you back. Just decide you are deserving, you are worthy, and you are enough, period, no matter what you do. Next limiting belief, it's not right to make more money than my parents. There are three back-to-back that are written very similarly. So it's it's not right to make more money than my parents. It's not right to make more money than my partner. It's not right to make more money than others in my field. Who says? Who said that? God didn't say it. Mm -mm, I didn't say it. Who said that? If it is a circulating belief, let's try to find that person (laughs) who made it up and (laughs) send them ill will. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. It's just not true. It's not right. Like, it's not right. Like, you are fundamentally going against all that is good if you make more money than your parents, if you make more money than your partner, and if you make more money than others in your field. It's such a silly belief. Like. A, nobody cares, (laughs) right? You don't have to ever tell anybody how much money you're making. I'm not saying don't, um, but in truth, do you really know what your parents made? Do you really know what your partner, I mean, I hope you know what your partner makes if you're sharing finances and a life. Um, Do you really know what others are making in your field? No, even in my work as an author and my work as a coach, you know, in the coaching land, everybody loves to throw out numbers, but we don't really know. I'm not making anybody wrong or saying people are being dishonest, but we don't really know. And and in my author business, I don't know any I- I don't even know if most authors know, because <laughs> I keep discovering new ways I'm like oh that's I, that's how I know the amount in terms of dealing with the retailers and and calculating all of our payments yeah it's it's just silly. just decide it's not true. it's a lie it's not it's not true. There's nothing wrong with making more money, period. So let go of the second half because you don't really know. You don't really know what other people are up to. And very few people sit around at a dinner party and like, oh my God, I made this amount of money this week, you know? So you don't really know. And so why even hold yourself back or not show up for yourself or do your best because of some limiting belief that you're not supposed to make more money than some mystery person you made up? right? Because it's not even your real parents because you don't know what your real parents made. Unless they set you down and showed you all of their their tax <laughs> returns and pay stubs for their whole life. I really doubt it. And I'm pretty clear, <laughs> right? Who knows what other people are making? Um, same with partner. Like, you know, that's a little bit different in terms of how your household structure is set up. But if you're with someone where you feel like you can't make more money than them, that they're going to be fundamentally uh, destroyed by you increasing your earnings, then you probably don't need to be with that person, with all due respect. Um, And it's not right to make more money than others in my field. You don't know what everybody's really making. So just go do you and let go of these silly beliefs, with all due respect, to. If you're holding that belief, it's silly. Just I say it to myself all the time. It's silly. That's silly, Amy. That's not even based on anything substantial that you could hold on to. You're gonna hold yourself back because you, you think you. It's not okay to make more money than your parents. Now, if you do have energies in your life that are that you feel are oppressive, that are say, that that you might think that that they're trying to. hold to keep you small so it makes them feel better, then get those people out of your life, right? Like that that's just good boundaries, self-love. Uh, but outside of that, there's no reason. There's no reason to hold on to these beliefs. Next, I do not deserve success. Again, you deserve whatever it is that you desire. You just have to decide that you deserve it. There's no amount of proving There's no amount of earning that can make you feel deserving. You just have to decide within your being that you deserve to be successful. Next limiting belief. I don't have a unique point of view or style. If it came from you, there's nobody else on this planet like you, then you are unique. You have a unique style and you have a unique point of view. Even if you are quote unquote writing to market or creating for market or making something that like maybe you're making, you're working on a sitcom and and you feel like I'm not unique enough. The fact that the, the creativity is flowing through you that leads to your contribution to that process means that you are unique. There's no one else saying what you are saying unless you are blatantly plagiarizing somebody, um, which that's a whole nother conversation. That's not point of view or style. That's plagiarism. Uh, Unless you're doing that, it's unique. It comes from you. No one else can do it the way you do it. Even if, you know, you're influenced by all these things, every creative even spiritual teacher is influenced by the energies around them, right? And so it doesn't mean that nobody can nobody can do what somebody else can do. Like I can't I can't be Amanda Francis, and I can't be Danielle Laporte, and I can't be Louise Hay, and I can't be Catherine Ponder. But those are all women that influence my work, right? And my point of view is my point of view, and my style is my style. When it comes to writing, I'm not—you know—yes, I've read every book by Julie Garwood and Susan Elizabeth Phillips. I'm not going to be those women. I have my unique point of view. The fact that I am, you know, 40 years younger than those women, and <laughs> and I'm black—that <laughs> gives me a whole other perspective on it. But so. Yeah, it's, it's, it's silly to believe that you're not unique enough. You are, you are, there is no one like you and show up as you and own that, own that fully and completely. And if you are a person who's very energetically sensitive and you have a tendency to mimic uh, energies, just catch yourself when you're doing it. Right. Ultimately, if you're showing up as a professional, there's not really any way that you could not be unique right yeah because as a professional you'll catch yourself you're like oh that's 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 not mine or oh that's too similar to this or um but even that like don't we're we're meant to be influenced by those that came before us so again there's plagiarism and then there's your unique style And so every, if you're, unless you're plagiarizing, everything else is uniquely you. Got it? Next, (laughs) limiting belief for creative professionals. I don't have what it takes to run a business. Just learn how to step by step, day by day, learn how to, you know, take a class, read a book, um, learn the basics. It's pretty simple. Nobody comes out of the womb saying, I know how to run a business. So just know everybody's figuring it out too. I guess maybe that is it. Sometimes this perspective is based on you feel like everybody else is, knows what's up. But that's rooted in not enoughness. And you are enough. So just decide you are enough to run a business. Of course you are enough to run a business. You'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. Next limiting belief, I'm not smart enough to be a successful creative. Well, who says you have to be that smart? I think be wise about you. Be wise about the work that you do. Be wise about the way you want to go throughout your professional journey. And that's enough. That's it. And and wise meaning... You know you, and you know what feels good to you. You know what seems right to you. You trust yourself. You believe in yourself. You know what inspires you. You know what uplifts you. That's enough. You're successful. There. I I don't think, I think there's this thought that we have to be super smart to do really cool things in the world. Um. No, you don't. <laughs> and matter of fact, most people doing really cool things in the world would probably not be labeled smart. But they show up, they do the work, and they are fucking brilliant. So be fucking brilliant. Next limiting belief. I don't work fast enough. Um, Yes, you do. You work at the spa- at the pace that you need to work at. Period. Just know your style, know who you are, know what works for you. I keep saying that, like um Daniel Laporte gave a beautiful example some years back of "Are you a Led Zeppelin, or are you a Johnny Cash and Johnny Cash produced a lot of work. He had a huge body of work when he passed. Led Zeppelin might wait a decade to put out an album, or it takes them a decade to put out an album. And so both work. Just work at the pace that feels right and true to you. I know in my book business there's this thought that, oh, you have to publish a lot of books all the time, you know, so that you can be successful. But who says, you know, and I, I started to feel that anxiety my first year out and I was like, oh, I'm not writing fast enough. I I write very fast, actually. And I'm very diligent. I put a very professional product out. And it takes, like I said before, I know it takes me now six months to do that. And um, that's enough. And any thought that, oh, my reader will forget about me. No, they won't. They'll go and read something else, just like TV shows. It takes the, you know, we just straight. How long did we wait for Stranger Things, right? You know, we just watched other things in between. So don't think that that you have to you have to rush to make your work or to do your job, but you do need to show up in a timely manner that feels right and true to you. There is a, you, I do believe we all have our internal clocks and internal rhythms under the banner of the law of rhythm, the universal law of rhythm. And it is our job to figure out, like, oh, am I working at my right pace? Because sometimes we're letting perfectionism get in the way, or we're letting the belief of scarcity, there's not enough time. Um, If we're letting those things enter our consciousness, then it can throw off our rhythms. So just find your rhythm. Make it your goal to find your natural rhythm, the way you work that feels right and true to you. And then you'll always be on time no matter what. So you you do work fast enough. You work at this pace that you're meant to work at, whatever that is for you. And only you know that, right? I hope you're seeing that a lot of these beliefs require that you go within and say, who am I? And that's the whole purpose. Who are you? Live out that person, be that person. What do you want? What matters to you? Who? What legacy do you wanna leave? That's all that matters. Next limiting belief, there, I don't have enough work to be successful. And then connecting that, the next limiting belief is I have to make more work to be successful. Well, there's an enough in this. So that's rooted in not enoughness. I did a show on that. So not enoughness, the way you heal that, once again, is just to decide you are enough. So then you do have enough work to be successful right now. Uh, I I see this a lot with... um, when Yeah, it's all rooted in not enoughness. I do see it in clients, but if we're going to trace it back, it's just something within them feels not enough and so then they're always trying to do a new thing, add a new thing, make a new thing. Sell what you got. You know, if it's already made, sell that. Make that your mission. I don't think you need to make anything more if you're not being called from within to make anything more, you know, called from the muse within. If it's just scarcity and lack and boredom and unwillingness to figure out how to sell your stuff, then deal with all that. And you'll soon discover you have more than enough work at any given time created and available to the world for you to be successful. And um, if you're holding some belief, I have to make more work or I have to do something better. No, just accept that you are where you are in your journey. Be willing to make it and sell it, make it and sell it, make it and sell it, and then make more work as you are inspired. But that like nagging Oh, I have to make more work to be successful. If if you've got a whole garage full of work or a whole hard drive full of work or a whole notepad full of work, why don't you deal with that? Sell that. And then as you're inspired, make more work. Cool. Next limiting belief. If I have more sales, that means others will have less. That's a lie let's just decide. We live in an abundant world. There's more than enough money. There's more than enough sales. Yes, we have this crazy thing that the media likes to do saying that there's not enough and scarcity is everywhere. And oh my God, run from the hills. But in truth, we live in an abundant world. So tune in to the abundance that is always flowing within you. Tune in to the abundance that is always available to you. There is always more than enough sales and it doesn't mean if you have a lot of sales, somebody else is having less. No, there is more than enough. There is more than enough for everybody. There's more than enough for everybody. And if someone isn't hitting their sales goal, that's something within them that has to be healed. So that that's up to them. You can't heal it for them. Stay in your lane and raise the vibration of the planet in the way that you know how by doing the numbers you want to do in terms of sales. I believe that when everybody is hitting their goals, their true, heartfelt, soulful goals, it raises the vibration of the planet. So stay focused on your game. Stay focused on your career. Stay focused on your work. Stay focused on your business. And every day, ask yourself, what do I want? And get clearer and clearer and clearer and go for it each and every day. So just because you have more sales doesn't mean it's taking away from somebody else. It's a lie. Next limiting belief. I have to compete with others in my field. Nope. Unless you're working in a competition-driven environment, a sport, you're a professional athlete, or you're on a reality competition show. Like, that is... That's where competition is appropriate. Everybody agreed to be in competition. But if you just decide you're in competition with the world because you just decided, that's bonkers. Like, competition has its place. Um, It's not like, yeah, who are you competing against? You know, no one. You just made that up in your mind. So you do not have to compete with others in your field. A, because they didn't sign up to compete with you, right? Like people who compete, they everybody signs up. They know how, how it goes, right? And so um, you just deciding that you have to compete with people, it immediately puts you in a position where you're making situations difficult and a struggle and hard when they don't have to be just show up as you, do you, and if anything, compete with yourself. Say, hey, I want to be better than my last thing. And that's within you. That's not a belief you have told to on to because I know that was a limiting belief. Like, hey, just make it a fun game within you if you want. If not, just keep doing you. But yeah, you don't ever have to compete with anybody in your field. There's always more than enough. There is always more than enough for those that seek. More than enough. For those that seek their opportunities, there is always more than enough. So be willing to seek your opportunity. Just go for it. Go for it. Have fun with it. It's available to you, there's no competition required. Next limiting belief it is so much more difficult as a woman, a minority, a person with a disability, a member of the LGBTQ community to get rich. Lies. Let's just, you know, we're not even going to argue this. (laughs) It's just a lie. Yes, the patriarchy is a thing. Uh, I'm not denying that, but it's a thing people bought into, right? It wasn't just... Yeah. So just don't buy into it anymore. Just believe that you get to get rich no matter what. Yes, your journey may look differently than somebody else's journey, but that's just life. Everybody's journey looks different, right? We're unique beings. So of course, our path to our greatness is going to look differently than somebody else's path to greatness. Do you, but it's not any more difficult for you. Uh, matter of fact, if you hold on to this belief, that's what makes it more difficult. So just believe that I'm on my journey and I get to be rich. I'm on my journey and I get to be rich. I'm on my journey and I get to be rich no matter what. Next limiting belief. Why should people buy my work? I don't have what it takes. Well, yes, you do. That's why you made it. That's why you have the work. So, yes, you do have what it takes. If you felt called to make something and make it available to people, then you have what it takes. You you already have what it takes. If you're listening to this program and you have made something and you've sold it to someone, I don't care who that someone is. I don't care if you sold it for a dollar. You have what it takes. There you go. Proof of concept. Keep going. And if you haven't made something and sold it, go ahead and do that. Go ahead and do that. (laughs) And then you will see, oh, yeah, I do have what it takes. You do. You do. There you go. Next limiting belief. If I'm a success, people will hate me. No, they won't. Stop thinking about other people and just do you. And if you do have people in your life that will hate you, Then that's a self-esteem issue. That's a self-love issue. That's a boundaries issue. And get those people out of your life. Why do you need to be surrounded by anyone that would think ill of you? Because you're doing you. Because you're showing up. And if you don't have people in your world that are cheering you on, pray about it and say, God, bring me the right people. And let go of the ones who are not showing up for you. But no, people will not hate you. Now, people who who appear to be hated because of their celebrity or their fame or, or their visibility in the world. They like that. That is whether consciously or unconsciously, I believe they call that in. So just don't call it in. Like I say it all the time. I'm not available for any sort of hate. Mm-mm. Nope. Mm-mm. Doesn't show up in my world. I only attract kind, loving, amazing aligned people who, um, who love me just as much as I love them. Period. That's it. You get to decide who you allow in your experience and you don't have to, you don't have to bring in negative energy because you elevate into success. It just gets to be success and positivity, success and positivity, embed that into your being. Success and positivity. I live a life of success and positivity. It's all good. I only have great people in my life. I only have people that make me feel good. I only feel good in my being. I only feel like a success. I only have people in my life who are a success, so we can mirror back success to each other. It just gets to be great and wonderful and amazing. Yeah, and it's fact. You can create that reality for yourself if you decide. If you want to be cynical and be like, what she's saying is ridiculous. Well, don't listen to the show, A. And B, you get to create your reality. And I'm so sad that you've decided to create a reality where you don't get to have great people in your life. So create great people in your life by declaring it. You're only available for people who will love you. The more and more successful you get, the more and more people that show up that love you in all directions, from the barista to the person who bought your last thing, you're only attracting aligned people who love you, who respect you, and you love and respect them. Cool. Next, I don't ha I don't have to know the numbers. Yes, you do. Yes, you do, yes you do. So if you are telling yourself that, oh, I don't have to know the numbers. Um y- y- you do on some level, you have to know some numbers. Do-, do you need to know them all? Maybe not, depending on your personality. Um, Depending on how you hold faith for yourself, if you're a highly faithful person and you can just believe that, oh, I don't even need to look, I know it's always going to be 10,000 sales, $10,000, $40,000, I don't even need to look, I just know, then you're good. (laughs) You will eventually have to look at them around tax time, but outside of that, uh, you're fine. But for some people, most of us, I I think it's very healthy to know the numbers. So. some of them, I mean, I think you need to know as many of them as possible. I like knowing my numbers because then it helps me see anywhere where my limiting beliefs are keeping me from showing up because chances are where I don't know a number it's it's where I'm expecting I'm expecting a miracle there, but I'm not doing the work for the miracle, okay. so I think it's good to know the numbers. Next limiting belief. Marketing is a mystery to me. doesn't have to be. Pick up a book, learn about it. There's five gazillion people on YouTube talking about it. Um, most of that, some of that knowledge is really great. A lot of them make it really complicated because they're trying to sell you something, which is fair. They're trying to sell you a process. Cool. I mean, if you resonate with that process, buy into it, but it doesn't mean that's the only way I think marketing becomes a mystery because there are so many paths to marketing. And then there are also so many people saying, this is the only right path. But in truth, it's whatever you decide. But you have to choose something and show up and let people know you exist. So marketing is not a mystery unless you choose it. But you could really just take your phone that you probably just texted somebody on. And you know, assuming you have an iPhone, you hit that Safari button. And you're like, what is marketing? Matter of fact, I'm going to do it right now and see what, you know, how Google gives you like the quick definition, let's see, Um, (laughs) definition of marketing. Let's see what comes up. Oh, they, uh, the action or business of promoting and selling products or services, including market, research, and advertising. There you go. Marketing is no longer a mystery. It's really just telling people that you have something available for them if they're interested. That's it. It's not scary. Next limiting belief: I'm afraid of annoying people with my marketing. You can't annoy anybody. You can't. You can't. You can't. You can't annoy anybody. Just decide you can't. They get. We all get it. We all get it. We live in this world. We know. You know. We we know we're being sold to all the time. you're watching a TV show, a commercial comes on, you know, we're on a blog and there's 500 different advertising while you're trying to read the blog article. This, I, I pitch at the beginning of this. We all get it. it. You can't annoy people. We're accustomed to it. So if you're telling yourself that, uh, release it. And I I understand it. I mean, I had it too early in my business. I was like, oh no, if I p- send too many emails or post too much, I'm going to annoy people no, you're not. And if they're annoyed, you know what they do? They stop following you or they unsubscribe and you want them to do that. Like you want people who want to see your stuff. You want people in your world who care about what you're up to. Be happy when somebody unsubscribes or stops following you, because that means you just got rid of somebody that's not a match to you. You can't, un- you can't control how other people feel anyway. So just do you. If it feels right to you to post 500 times a day, post 500 times a day because you're the only one that's accountable to your business. And so if you're holding this belief that you're going to annoy people, chances are you're ignoring your intuition that's guiding you as to what actions you need to take to hit the goal in your business. Cool? Let it go. Let it go. Don't be afraid of annoying people because you can't. Just show up. Just show up. Just show up. Next, limiting belief. Sales and marketing are horrible. I'll never be able to do it effectively. Effectively. Sales and marketing are horrible. I'll never be able to do that that effectively. Um. Here's my thought on this. Don't say it. <laughs> if you hear yourself saying anything, uh, sales, marketing, horrible. You're just making your life hard harder. And you're creating reality where it is horrible. So just don't even say it. Like sales and marketing are what they are and you'll you always do them to the best of your ability. Sales and marketing are what they are and you always do it to the best of your ability. Ta-da, you're done. But do not put horrible anywhere close to your business. That the energy of horrible, do not do not associate with your work, do not associate with you. Like I, I wouldn't even joke <laughs> about horrible. I mean, I, I do. I have my moments like where if, you know, I write some shit and I'll, I'll, I'll joke that like, oh, I know I j-, especially when I'm working on a novel and I need to hit a word count goal. And the first draft is always w- words, you know? I make them make sense in the second draft, right? So I might joke with my mother. I'm like, oh yeah, I just put some horrible stuff on the page. But how cool am I that I put stuff on the page, right? So I don't, I, you can joke maybe a little bit, but know the line. It, it, don't don't buy into it. There's never where I think, oh, I'm just a horrible writer because my first draft was a first draft. Like, no. So So don't associate horrible with your business. Like, be mindful of that. Like, don't put it anywhere near your work and what you're up to. Cast it out of your world. You're amazing. Everything you do is amazing. Even on your worst day, you're amazing. Even on your best day, you're amazing. Even on your mediocre day, you're amazing. Because you keep, you keep at it. You keep showing up. You keep doing it. That makes you amazing. You're an inspiration. There is a little kid somewhere thinking, man, I wish I could do what they're doing. And that's cool right that that's that's cool, so you're there's no way they're horrible, no, and sales and marketing aren't horrible, they're just letting people know right, and if you feel that terrible about it, you may need to rethink your career, but again, as I've said, every person who wants to earn money has to put themselves out there right next. Everyone else is doing better than me. This is rooted in not enoughness. Stop comparing yourself to other people. You don't know what people are actually doing. You don't know what people are actually doing. You don't know how people are actually doing. Even your best friend, you have no idea. Most of us have no idea what's in your best friend's account unless maybe somehow you're managing your best friend in that way and that's some weird codependent stuff. But yeah, you have no idea what everybody else is up to. So, why decide that they're doing better than you? Maybe you're looking at what they're up to. You know, there's definitely times where I click into another author's page or their sales page, and I'm like, wow, they have so many reviews. Well, I use that as like, Amy, go get some more reviews. Chances are I haven't probably, like I said, I have this review service, and you have to every month load up um, requests for reviewers. Um, You send them a free book, essentially, in the service sends them the book and then they voluntarily leave a review if they are inspired and, uh, the service sets it up and I pay for it every month. And yeah, the month that I don't, it's always the month I hadn't, I haven't set that up Then I'm like, everybody else is doing better than me, but uh, no, it just means I need to get back in my business. So I would say if you hear yourself say that, then it's your sign to get back in your business There's something that you need to do in your business to move you forward. But no, you don't know how other people are doing. And you don't know what their journey has been, right? And you don't know what they do on a day-to-day and what their energy is and what's going on in their head and what's going on in the way they move throughout their life. So you have no idea if somebody's doing better than you or not. So just don't entertain this belief. But if it pops up, you can say, oh, that's a sign. There's probably something I need to do in my business. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Do you see how I can, (laughs) these limiting beliefs don't ever need to make you feel bad. You just need to look at them, right? And see how invested you are in them. And if you're really invested in, in them, it's a sign to uninvest in them. That's it. Because they hold energy. And if you're holding that energy for long periods of time, it will start to affect what shows up in your world because like energy attracts like energy next limiting belief, a bad review is a reflection of me. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. There's so many ways I could, I could do a whole show just on how to approach reviews because it was such a, a huge journey for me. Uh First, I you know, even before I put stuff out, I went into therapy. I was like, Oh my God, people are gonna be reviewing my stuff. So I'd already cleaned up that part and separated myself from that, but still it it shows up and you're just like, Oh, right. Um it's okay to feel your feelings around it, but it's not a reflection of you. Period. It's okay to feel your feelings. It's okay to take away from it what you need to take away from it. It's okay to ignore them if you want to ignore them. It's okay to be aware of them if you want to be aware of them. Uh, But it's never a reflection of who you are and what you came to this planet to do. It's just somebody who has an opinion and they put it on the internet somewhere. But it's not a reflection of you. Reviews are a reflection of my work. No, they're just some words. They're just some words. It's like, um, you know what it is. My spirit guides are jumping in. They're saying it's like, it's just like when you go and get a reference. Like if somebody writes you a reference or a letter of recommendation, it's like that, right? And you know, if you've ever had somebody write you a letter at, at the academic level, level, it's kind of a game unto itself too, right? Like I know when I was applying to graduate school right out of college. My college professors, they had this whole routine. You know, I was down here like I wrote it, you know, but, and I get it. They're busy and they, you know, it's a part of the the system and the way we do things. And I wish all of that didn't really exist because obviously we're, it's manipulatable. Right. But um, don't think of it as anything more than just being a part of the system of doing business to the degree to which you want it to be a part of your system. If Amazon tomorrow gave me the option to not have any reviews, would I have reviews? I would probably say n- n- no. I would have stars, because now I've gotten used to it and I visualize it so much, and I've been, because you know, I told you I set what I want my stars to be, and they are, they are that, they are that, uh, because I know I've held the belief, held the belief. Um, so I'm, I'm so invested in that fun. Now it's fun, right? Like just so, uh, yeah. But in terms of having to read other people's rambly thoughts about the work, no. I would I would say take that off. So reviews are not a reflection of your work. They're just a part of doing business. And that's it. To the degree to which you want to engage it. Some people really love testimonial marketing. You know, I, I, I follow Amanda Francis. I say that she loves testimonial marketing. Like half of her sales page are testimonials. She, her Insta stories, testimonials. She loves that. That makes her feel good about herself. and makes her feel good about her work. I have never read any of her testimonials and I've bought a lot of her stuff. Cause I don't care. It's how I feel about it. I'm like, yeah, I'm into it. This makes sense to me. I want that. Right. Other people, um, so it's just a style. So reviews, testimonials, you get to engage it to the degree to which you want to engage it. And you can choose not to engage it. Like at this point in my coaching business, I don't, I don't seek out testimonials um, at all. So it's, it's up to you um, how you want to use that. It's just a tool of doing business, but it's never a reflection of your work. Um, Ads don't work. Oh, yeah, that's a limiting belief, right? It's like saying, "Oh, social media doesn't work." It works for somebody. Does it? Do you want it to work for you? Everything works for you if you want it to work for you, right? So just making some blanket judgment on a way in which you have to do business and let people know that you exist. Um, it's like, like I just said with the testimonials and reviews, like, I can say, oh, reviews don't work to sell books. I don't know what, I'm not there at two in the morning when somebody's buying something for me. I don't know what's going on in their head. I do the very best that I can. I put out the best presentation that I can. And I'm sharing that because I want you to take the same approach. Put out the best that you can. If you feel like you want testimonials, have testimonials. If you run and run ads, run ads. All of it's just a way of letting people know that you exist, letting people feel comfortable with who you are and the work that you do. That's it. So in terms of ads don't work, they work if you want them to work. They work if you want to believe in them. They work if you work them. And if you're not into ads, if that doesn't feel good to you, don't use them. But making blakin statements, ads don't work, it just it's silly. Because clearly they do. They do. We all know the progressive and the Geico commercials. So clearly ads work. We, right? we, we all know there are things we see on the interwebs that we all know, right? How many things have I, P I've, I've, P-Valley, it was the ads for P-Valley and I start watching that show. Um, ads work. If you work them, if you believe in them, if it feels good and if it feels right and true to your business, if it doesn't, Don't do something else, right? (laughs) I was actually in a course recently with with someone that that was like, who I feel like should not be saying that. But I know why she was saying it because she had told the story somewhere else. But she was like, ads aren't the solution. I was like, oh, girl, that's so limiting. Because ads can very much be the solution. If it feels right to you, if it feels good to you. I know I'm running ads right now on a, on a reader platform and I'm like, every day I'm like, I'm so grateful. I found you. I'm so grateful. So grateful. It makes me feel so good. And if you feel good, then you know what happens? You attract things that make you feel good. And I can guarantee everybody who is a professional creative selling stuff, sales make you feel good. So like vibration, attracts like vibration. So, um, yeah, ads do work. Ads do work (laughs) and don't make them complicated. That's what I'll say about ads is that when I started doing ads, I started on the socials doing ads and the first platform I started running ads on, I felt they made it way too fucking complicated. Like there shouldn't be. Courses out there that you have to pay for to understand your ads that you're buying from a you know you're buying that space from a major platform uh, they should explain it and, and lay it out for you and they they just hadn't like it, it, whatever um, and so then I start running ads on another platform and I was like oh I like this because it's easy I like anything that feels easy to me it feels easy. And then I, I'm i now running ads on this this reader platform and I'm like, it's so easy. It's so easy and so fun. Like click, 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 add up, right? If I have to spend five years putting an ad up and I have to analyze very sophisticated data to be able to sell my stuff, no, that's not what I came to the planet to do. I came to do the things I want to do, right, which is work one-on-one with people and You know, write and publish books. So I want to spend my time doing that and telling people about it. I don't want to spend all my time getting caught up in ad creation. So let that be kind of your guide. Is that is it easy? Do you enjoy it? Does it feel fun? And for some people, like honestly, like going back to that more complicated ad platform some people really are into figuring it out and all the tricks and da, da, da. I don't think there are any in tricks, but they, you know, whatever, they had some light bulb moment and they feel like they've discovered gold and that's cool. Run with that and sell that to people too, that you figured out how to make these things work. Like I am all for that 100%. It all works, but you have to do what feels right and true to you, period. It's not what... The the experts say, or not experts say, or the loudest person in the room says it, what it's what you say within you. So I, I would always say when it comes to whether it's ads or ways in which you help people know, like, and trust you and marketing in general, do what feels good. Do what feels good. Do what feels good because sales feels good. So if you're, you're marketing and sales feels good. Those are like vibrations, right? And they they go together, right? (laughs) So um, yeah, just feel good through the whole process. Feel good through the whole process. Because if sales feels good, then if you are doing work to get sales and that feels good, then you're in like vibration. So then they're a magnet to each other. See, it's all really fun. I hope you hear the energy I'm putting out here. Is that so much of limiting beliefs, when we're holding on to them, they feel scary and they feel oppressive and they make us feel small and we feel tight and we feel like we can't do what we want to do. And, oh my God, we're just bumping up against all these walls. Whereas like, really, if we let go of that belief, then we're free, we're free to frolic in business and make a lot of money, right? For for our highest and greatest good and the highest greatest good of the planet. That's it. Like the stress, the strain, of the overworking, the, oh my God, is it going to happen? Uh, the, it, it's just so old. It, it's It's so done. We don't need to do business like that anymore. Let's do business from a place that feels good. Let's do business from a place that increases our well-being. And all we have to do is just decide to do it that way. Stress is not required because you're a creative person. Worrying is not required because you're a creative person. Feeling like you can't prosper is not required because you're a creative person. Decide you are worthy and deserving of money, you're worthy and deserving of sales, you're worthy and deserving of opportunities, you're worthy and deserving of all the fullness of all the magic available for you in your professional life. And go there, do that, feel good. Because the more you can approach life from that perspective, whether it be in business, in your relationships, in your finances, in your health and wellness, in your home, life just gets easier. It gets more fun. It's more relaxed. There's no pressure. Do you. Do you. Embrace that. Know it's enough. Just be yourself. All right. I'm Amy of Intuitive Coaching with Amy. I think there might be two more shows, given the number. Um. Of of, <laughs> of limiting beliefs on this list. I made this list. I'll tell you where this list came from, but and then I'll pitch and say goodbye. I I wanted to know this was in my author business. I was in a group, as a matter of fact. Like I was in the group as a participant. It was being led by somebody else. And because I am an Aries and um I was just like and I do this work for a living so it's always interesting when I see like authors trying to be coaches who don't necessarily have a coaching or metaphysical or manifesting background but it, you know it's it's interesting to enter that world by way of being another author so I joined this group signed up for it paid for it and it came with a Facebook group and we were talking we were in one of these group meditations and I was like hmm, I really think we need to be doing some limiting belief work because it's my belief. Don't put an affirmation over a junky belief. It, it won't, you got to dissect the belief underneath. So if you're holding that marketing is too hard and you can't reach your right people, no amount of saying like, oh, the clients just flowed in and flowed in and flowed in. But if you're sitting there listening to the meditation thinking, oh my God, no, they're not. No, they're not. No, they're not. You got to clean up that belief, right? But that's because I've been in this business. I've been a coach for 10 years. I know this, right? And so not everybody who calls themselves a coach, with all due respect, is a coach. But I appreciated being in the group and talking with other authors. And so I was like, well... God, I can't continue to let this injustice continue because in my my world, it's an injustice. So I combed the internet of limiting beliefs for authors. And then I did limiting beliefs for creatives. Then I did limiting beliefs for actors. Then I did limiting beliefs for um, visual artists. I did all, I just, whatever I could find, what were the common like limiting beliefs? And I went through page after page after page and read different things and I took all that information and I compiled this list, and I put it in the group. And then um, I then I was like, oh, I'm done. I've I've done my duty. I even unsubscribed to the group. I was like, I've done enough because I wasn't enjoying the meditations. It just wasn't my vibe, and some of the things they were talking about. I think it probably works for maybe authors who aren't metaphysical. It's probably illuminating, but it wasn't illuminating to me because I live metaphysical 24 seven. So I, so I was done. And then the leader of the group comes to me and she's like, you know, that list you put in the group, I want to put it in my book. And I was like, I spent hours and hours doing that as a community service for the people in the group. And you, you want to take my list and monetize it. And at first I was like, yeah, sure. And then I was like, Whoa, no, Amy. <laughs> and, and I had already done a lot with the list and, and done my own work around it and set and journaled. I went through every single one of these and came up with new, new beliefs and my response to these, like I'm doing some general responsing and, and this Presentation, but I went through and looked at my own psyche and my own consciousness, and really created new beliefs for myself Um, after I released these limiting beliefs. And I listened to it over and over again. I have a whole like system, like I live it 24/7. And so uh, I just was finally like, I thought about it and thought about. It. It's like no, no. If if somebody's going to use this, I need to use this, and 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 I, yeah. I, who knows if she's still gonna use it? I just I wasn't gonna argue with her. It's just like, hey, you know, I put it in the group for free. I just if you, if your book was for free, like, um, cool. But I know I want to still use this, and and so I made it right. And these are all my words. Like I sure went and researched all these limiting beliefs, but I put them in in words that that made sense to me. And so, um, which she's an author, she should have known better, in my opinion. But anyway. I have a lot, like it's my author career side of my life, I have to just be in my own bubble because if I start engaging it, there's so much lack, scarcity, not enoughness, this, like, like, oh, I'm just going to steal somebody's work and like put it in a book and charge $10.99 for it, which is, no, Make she could take this list and rewrite it herself, like, you know, make make your own statements, but I knew I wanted to be able to use the list with my client's. And so I just was like, no. Um, so, and then I stopped engaging her. I was like, no, I don't, I don't think that's, not that I think any of this is really copywritten anyway, because it's just limiting beliefs that are floating around our consciousness. And I did put it in this group to, to be of service to, the, to my other group members. Um, but outside of that, no. And, it, and I mean, it's, yeah, it's a process. And it's my process in a lot of ways, in a lot of ways. Um, I do this my own way. You've probably been in courses and classes where they might have limiting beliefs, but this is truly the way I approach it. Um, yeah, my spirit guides were saying, finish the thought. So yeah, I just stopped engaging her because I, I was like, I don't want to argue. That's one thing. I don't argue with anybody. Like, And so I, she came back with something. I saw the first line. I was like, nope, that doesn't need to be in my consciousness. So then, um, then I start using it with my clients, and here I am on my own podcast. And um I hope you're enjoying this masterclass in limiting beliefs for creative professionals. It's a journey. I think because of these limiting beliefs, it took me so long to actually publish work. Um I've been creating work to be seen since my college days. I, I've written a couple of One Woman shows made several attempts at novels like got pretty far into novels and couldn't get off the ground then I had to have my whole get married adventure and then I came back to writing and publishing and it took all the work I did had done on myself all the therapy even the therapy while I was putting out my first book and still every every book I start I put myself back into therapy because of all these limiting beliefs all the junky things that come up and so it's totally okay to get support. It's totally okay if these beliefs keep coming up. Just create systems so that you can deal with these beliefs, right? You you can't just Pollyanna this and say, like, you know, just do a meditation that I am famous. If you are sitting through the meditation thinking, holy shit, I'm not famous. And I don't even know if I want to be famous because I'm going to be a target. and Right? So that's why I thought I would share it here. I pray somebody is is using this for their highest and greatest good, and it's helping them go to the next level in their profession. All right. I'm Amy of Intuitive Coaching with Amy. If you're looking for a coach, I would love to support you. Information on my services can be found at intuitivecoachingwithamy.com and pay extra close attention to the Elevate Intuitive Coaching Package and the Massive Result Intuitive Coaching Package. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. May your day get a little bit lighter and may your career be so much fun. Take care.